Holy Gospel according to John, the 11th chapter. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth and his face wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. On this All Saints Sunday, we name those who have died during the last year. While here at Ascension, only one congregation member is listed this year, there are many more names of family and friends that remind us of the tremendous losses that the last year has contained. And we must not ignore the hundreds of thousands of deaths here in the United States and millions worldwide from COVID-19. Grief has been described as a foreign territory with rules all its own that one only discovers by traversing the unwelcome terrain. It has its own customs and language, and often, at least in Western culture, it is not a destination, someplace that we would want to stay. Instead, it is seen as something to get through, like a desolate stretch of Route 66 in Nevada. In his sermon on preparing to die, Martin Luther wrote, we should familiarize ourselves with death during our lifetime, inviting death into our presence. He argued that we must look at death while we are alive, seeing sin in the light of grace and hell in the light of heaven, and so disarm the devil 
who would fill us with dread and send us running away from death and from God. Grief and death cannot be ignored or outrun. And when we try to, we risk missing the sacredness of the journey. In the book of Revelation, John of Patmos narrates the reality of suffering as he writes a letter of comfort to seven churches undergoing persecution, urging their members to remain steadfast and assuring them that despite all appearance to the contrary, the Roman Empire's power is not absolute, and it is God who reigns supreme. The first things that John writes about are the sources of suffering that we experience here on earth. Faith does not exempt us from pain and suffering. But our text today promises us that God is present with us even as we live with feelings of anguish and sorrow and fear. The vision John has of a new heaven and a new earth is one where the sea is gone. Remember that in the ancient world, the sea was a place of chaos. It was a place where evil and corruption prevailed. So when John says the sea is no more, he is saying that in this new world that God creates, the strongholds of death and mourning and pain are destroyed. In this new world, we know a new reality unlike anything we have experienced before. And it is one where God is victorious. The second part of John's vision is the holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. Contrary to popular fictional ideas, we are not raptured up into a pristine kingdom, and we do not escape this world for a heavenly reward or stars in our crown. God comes to us. God comes down to dwell with mortals, and we find healing and new life in God's presence. Writing this letter of consolation, John reminds these first century communities and us that we know the end of the story. On the cross, Christ takes your sin from you, bears it for you, and destroys it. He takes your death upon himself and strangles it so that it may not harm you. And in that way, Christ is the picture of life and grace over against the picture of death and sin. And knowing the end of the story makes all the difference. God is present with and among us now, and we are invited to ask, where can we see glimpses of the new city? Here and I believe that it is visible when we tell stories of those who have died and we laugh together, or when we share a memory knowing that if tears come to our eyes, the person listening to us understands. 
or when we hold something that belonged to a person who died or smell a familiar scent and instead of experiencing pain, we are comforted. It is visible in each one of these moments when pain and sorrow and suffering are transformed by God's regenerative power to make all things new again. Let us pray. Holy God, thank you for your son Jesus, whose life, death, and resurrection testify to your power over death and the grave. Help us as we mourn those who have died to remember you weep with us and hold us in our sorrow. By your Spirit, awaken us to the life we have with you, where death, mourning, and pain are destroyed. We pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ.